Welcome back to Dear Amber. This week, we're going to let you know all about the cool stuff that you can get made in China. And Jenny will tell us about how Christmas is passed in Shanghai. Plus, for all you newcomers to China, there's a little advice on making new friends. This question comes from Kirk. Kirk writes to Dear Amber, I'm going to Shanghai for a holiday and I want to get my girlfriend a unique gift. I've heard that you can get a lot of things made in China for a quite reasonable price. Do you have any recommendations? So,、um, yes, the girls are back today. Rebecca, she's got lots of recommendations. Rebecca's the expert, the queen of getting things、oh, made. The pressure is on.、Every、I do love getting things made, though. <laughs> Every time I go to her house, I'm like, where did you get this? I got it made. <laughs> so, Rebecca,、um, what kind of stuff have you gotten made in Shanghai before? Well, the thing that you're coveting at the moment is、yes. my beautiful black bag out of、um, snakeskin leather. That's right,、yes. a purse, a gorgeous purse. Now, we know Shanghai, sure, there's lots of fake markets where you can get like fake、mm. Gucci Prada. But you know what? Like a lot of us Western girls, we don't really like the brand name necessarily, like、exactly. those kind of bags. Just、But、something a bit different and authentic.、Unique. Yeah. So, how did you do that? Like, did you go to the shop and the guy designed it, or how does it work? Uh, I have had a bag that I designed myself. Like, you can just draw it or take a, take a picture. Oh, wow.、And、this guy was just a little street cobbler,、mm-hmm. like, that fixes shoes. Yeah. And、uh, he started to make bags, and he's got lots of great leather and really open for designs. Like, if I've given him a design, I'll see it in the shop for the next six months. So, yeah,、oh, it's、really? easy. Yeah, and you can get it modified, do whatever you want. It's really great. So, he'll take something, maybe even from a picture, make it to order. Yep, exactly. That's awesome. And everyone, just so you know, if you come visit Chinese Pot, this very cobbler is. On the same street、oh, as Chinese, that's right. <laughs> so I can even take you down there if anyone's interested. So he makes bags. Now, is it like a leather shop? Does he also make other things out of leather if you like? Yeah, he makes belts and little like purses、oh, and、cool. satchels, things like that. Yeah, and they're related. Yeah, and speaking of leather, does he make shoes? I've also heard that some people have gotten shoes made. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've seen quite a few shops actually, but I've never had shoes made myself. Yeah, I mean, for people like, I don't know about you, Rebecca, but I'm、Big、size foot, nine. So, yeah, yeah me. I can't buy women's size nine, anyways, here in Shanghai. So I was kind of thinking of getting it done. I thought it'd be kind of quirky and fun, but it's a bit of a commitment because getting shoes made isn't cheap. No, exactly. There's a lot of work that goes into it's it. It's true. And I'm a bit worried sometimes I've seen the leather and it looks a bit, you know, clunky and heavy, you know, to our delicate taste. Yes,、so. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're just using like a big, probably big old sewing machine. So that's right. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to be. A bit of cowhide. <laughs> but yeah, in the meantime, I've gotten things repaired, shoes repaired, and they've done a good job.、Mm. Okay, so there's the bag. Shoes, leather items, that angle, which is pretty cool gift, I think. I think Kirk, maybe your girlfriend, would like that. For sure.、Uh, well, what I was going to say, like one of the where you can really go to town is the fabric market and get lots and lots of things made there. Okay, now that is a huge one because、mm. there is like a multi story fabric market. It's actually also not too far from our offices here in Chinese Pod.、Um, what street is it on again, Rebecca?、Uh, Lu Jiabang Lu. That's right. Another one. Yeah, well, actually, we can get the address and put it on the comments on the Dear Amber.、Um, but What kind of stuff can you get made there? Like, obviously, clothing, right? Let's start with that. Yeah. Well, you can get suits made,、uh, big winter coats, nice silk blouses. They've got great fabrics there. Like, they often get much of the fabric from. You know, the factories that produce、yeah. a lot of the brand name clothing here. So you get excellent fa- fabrics here in silk and、um, I don't know what the other fabrics are cottons, all sorts of things, wool. Yeah.、Uh, It yeah. kind of changes with the seasons, I've noticed when、yeah. I've gone there different times. And it's true what you say about the factory fabrics because I've seen prints that I've seen on designer yeah. actual. Like, like Calvin Klein.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of Calvin Klein. Yeah. yeah. And like even silks that are really beautiful. Yeah. 
Um, so how does it work there? There's fabric and there's also tailors. Is that right? Unless I think like unless you have a really good relationship with the tailor, mm-hmm. they'll only they'll only sew something up for you unless uh, if you buy the fabric from their shop. So they kind of like like to do the whole thing, uh, like so they can charge deal. you more. Yeah. A lot of students of Chinese Pod tell us while they love to speak and listen to Mandarin, they are a bit intimidated to learn how to read and write in it because of the complexity of Chinese characters. That's why we created the 66 Characters series. Try it and see for yourself. But if you go there a lot and you're a, you know, old customer, yeah, like you, yeah, <laughs> they'll they'll you know sew up, you know, just fabric that you may have brought in. I've got some fabric from Australia I brought. Ah, yeah. And so, how does it work? Like, do you have to barter there, or is it a set price? It's barter central. Oh, yeah. barter is essential. Yeah. So can you give everyone an idea, like, what do you think is the going rate for, like, say, a suit for a woman and for a man? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let out the trade secret here. Oh. A couple of things, I think, if you're going to get a suit made, because mm. it can turn out so dodgy if you just don't I check know. the tailor really carefully. It can go either way, oh. people. Like, it can be really good or it oh, can be really, really bad. bad. <laughs> exactly. So I think, first of all, you need to check the quality really carefully. So what I do is just turn everything inside out and find find the stuff that they've previously made and, oh, yeah, and see whether it looks on, good. They'll yeah. have some on display, right? So yeah. check out what they have. Yeah, exactly. Okay. If it looks like something from, you know, a bad 1970s movie, like from find Kmart. another tailor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kmart. Oh, we've got that too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah then watch out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so kind of use your common sense for sure. And um, check it out. And and barter down. Like it, it's not – just walk around to a few tailors and, yeah. and see what they say and then you'll get sort of an idea and then yeah. – it, and it does vary a little bit on the type of fabric that you choose. So the better quality the fabric is yeah. with suits, you'll pay a bit more for it. Yeah, and don't always believe what they tell you as well because I know I've been told this is real silk but it's not. You do have to kind of know what you're doing a little bit if you're going to go in there and not get sort of taken. Yeah, they'll, they'll do a flame test if they're really trying to <laughs> – They love that flame I test. Know. I know. I think know. it's fake. Everything like, burns. I <laughs> what does that prove? I'm like, did I ever read any research that said that silk wouldn't burn up, but polyester, I don't know. I guess polyester may melt, but... <laughs> I've got no idea either. They I love just... pulling out that flame, though. It's so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> if the flame doesn't convince you, nothing will. That's right. <laughs> Good. So um, as far as quality then, so have you been happy with everything that you've gotten made? Mm. Hit and miss. Like now, I found a good tailor for suits, yeah. so I'm I'm happy with the quality there. Yeah. Well, okay. I can start with okay. right here, Clay at our work. You know, he went to the fabric market and um, he got some sh- dress shirts made. And when he got them back, he took them home, paid, and everything. He had five shirts made, and every single shirt, the right cuff had no buttons. Okay. <laughs> they just forgot the buttons on one side. Uh, that was, I mean, not a huge issue, but a pain for sure. He took it to the dry cleaners to get them to sew the button back on, or sew a button onto yeah. him. And the, even the dry cleaner looked at the shirt and she's like, who made this? It's right. like total crap. <laughs> well, I've got something that turned into a, be a bit more embarrassing, actually. Oh. I got my dad this like really cool pair of velvet pants made, Ooh, copied nice. from a really nice cut. And uh, there's this one particular tailor at that market that has a range of velvets. Oh, nice. So I specifically like chose the velvet because some of them weren't great quality mm-hmm. and I paid a little bit more extra. And then when I, when I got the pants back a week later, yes. sure enough... They'd chosen the, you know, the dodgy velvet. Oh. So I, I didn't pay the full price mm. and I sent them to my dad. And when my dad got them, he thought these were the best pants he'd ever seen. He just thought oh, it was yeah. hot, right? I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> velvet. I mean, certainly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the first time he wore them, he went to get back in the car. And as he sat down, he heard this huge rip oh, and he goodness. tore the whole backside <laughs> out of his pants. <laughs> so he sent them back to me, mortified, asking yes. if I could get another 
pair made, but these people wouldn't accept responsibility for dodgy fabric. Like you could see, like the velvet wasn't great yeah. quality and it had faults in it and everything like that. So what did they say? Like, oh, he has too big of a bomb or something? Like what? Yeah, they said he got it snagged. Or oh, yeah, <laughs> you snagged. This is the whole seam of your bike. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like the cars in Australia may not be like they are here. <laughs> That's too bad. So he never did get his beautiful. No, I'm hands. still looking for another wow. velvet person. So also, I know I went to your house, Rebecca, and you had like some pillows and like yeah. throw pillows that were in the beautiful Chinese silk, like yeah. kind of the material that they make chi pao dresses yeah, out Yeah, exactly. Of. That's a really good idea, I think, for a gift for a girl. Yeah, exactly. Because they're very expensive to buy that stuff yes. back home, but you can get really beautiful things made. I've had even sofa covers made here and curtains and things like that as well. Oh, and that at home is yeah. very expensive. So like how much would it cost to sew, like a say, to get them to make a pillow, for a throw cushion sort of thing? Um, it depends on the size of it, but yeah. just sort of an average, like something you throw on the sofa, about 80 remimbi. Oh, it depends on the chi pao fabric, though. That's really good, yeah. like maybe 10 US dollars. Yeah. And what about sofa cover and curtains? Do you remember? Mm, maybe, maybe it was it was a three-seater. Like, yeah. So it was double and then another two seats. I think it was a little bit over a 1,000 remimbi in wow. velvet. That's yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I think I've got a velvet <laughs> fetish Ooh. at the moment, maybe. <laughs> I think I want one of those. It's very nice. <laughs> cool. Okay, so there's home furnishings definitely you mm. can get made as well. That's a very good idea. Uh, I do have another thing. Oh, what? Just recently, um, my husband lost his wedding ring. Oh. So he knew this was not good news. Yes. <laughs> so he went out to himself to find a jeweler to get um, a, wedding, a new wedding ring made. So ah. he got one made in like a really heavy silver and not just your standard one, like quite thick and heavy. And Nice. Yeah. It took forever to get it back, but yeah. it's kind of acceptable in my eyes, so that's all right. <laughs> that's kind of cool. You can also design your own jewelry. Yeah. And so do you find the price was a lot cheaper than home or? Uh I'm not sure. But I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah. I guess at home you could never get it custom made. True, either. yeah. And it didn't turn his finger green or anything? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sign. Exactly. Hey, you know, another thing that I've heard is quite cheap to get done here, although I don't wear glasses, is um, eyeglasses. Yeah. Do you, do you ever get any made, Rebecca? I did, actually. Um, just recently I was looking for um, kind of an unusual frame. Yeah. And there's a lot of those, you know, those guys that throw their rugs out in the street? Yeah. They sell these frames. that They're not sunglasses or anything like that. And I found this cool frame in in like red red sort of plasticky. Yeah, like, they do look cool. You, you would spend a fortune on they that. They look like they're expensive. They How cost much? me ten rumimbi, and I put my own lens in it. So I'm stoked. <laughs> like a dollar fifty. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. So that's a that's a, another yeah. good idea. And yeah. the prescription was fine. Like they just matched your old one, or yeah, they they told me they matched my old one. Hmm. So unless I'm going blind in the near future, I think I think it's okay. Yeah, that's good. So that's another thing pe- that people can get made here is eyeglasses. It's going to save you a lot of money getting that mm. done here as well. Yeah. Okay, Rebecca, thanks so much. My and pleasure. I'm sure that you'll continue on your quest of finding more things for us to get yes, made. Yes, exactly. And in the meantime, actually, I recommend there's an intermediate lesson on Chinese pod called Tailor-Made Clothing, where you can learn lots of tactics about um, getting clothes made and also how to um, negotiate with okay. a tailor. Oh, I have to listen to it myself. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Rebecca. I'm lethal then. <laughs> Learning Chinese is a little overwhelming. Sometimes it even feels like I forget more than I learn. Not sure how that's possible. Hmm. Maybe I need to take more Ginkgo Biloba? Yeah, probably. But have you heard of ChinesePod? They have an amazing new tool called the Recap app. You can choose 90 second, 3 minute, or 6 minute lesson recaps. Whatever fits your schedule. 
The app even populates itself with the reviews of the lessons you've most recently studied. Cool. Maybe I don't need to get my head checked. Maybe. ChinesePod.com forward slash recap. This question comes from Benjamin, and Benjamin asks, Is Christmas celebrated much in China? Okay, so I've asked Jenny to come and tell us about um, Christmas in Shanghai, at least, and the rest of China. Mm, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> now, Jenny, of course, we all know that China is not a Christian country, but mm. do you find that um, are there people that celebrate Christmas in China? Uh, I think in big cities, uh, Christmas is celebrated at mainly for its commercial for the commercial reasons. Uh, it's a time to to party, to to buy things, and to mm. drop a lovely note to your friends and co-workers. I think actually that sounds like how they celebrate in the West too, <laughs> <laughs> mostly these days. Mm. But yeah, actually, I did notice um, yesterday I went into a store, sort of like a supermarket, and they were playing jingle bells in English over and over and over again. But seriously, honestly, <laughs> all day. Like, yeah. No other songs. It was like the only Christmas carol that they had or something. Mm, yes, that's uh, what happens in most, in, in a lot of neighborhood stores or supermarkets in, in Shanghai. Yeah, and definitely mm. the department stores, they kind of go full on decorations, mm. right? Exactly. Yeah, because it's a fantastic uh, commercial opportunity for so, them. So, mm. Jenny, are Chinese people buying each other Christmas presents then? Like, is it working? The... Uh, I think um, maybe couples, like lovers, buy each uh, other gifts and a lot it's of become them. like the fourth Valentine's Day yeah. in China. <laughs> um, There's like already three. Commercialism, consumerism. We're all being brainwashed by by the media to, to tell us it's a time to give, to give each other gifts, to shop. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and I did notice like some major areas, like tourist areas, like Shintiandi, there's a huge Christmas tree sort of like this yeah. sort of display. But I also kind of noticed that it doesn't seem to be much of a big deal in China compared to even like Taiwan or I know um, others who've been in Singapore or Malaysia, mm. they say it's a lot bigger deal. I, I think so too. In China, and that is in big cities in China, Christmas is still a very sort of almost entertainment <laughs> holiday. Yeah, like yeah. a spectacle more than something that they take seriously. I, I think like, does so. anybody, do people know the roots of Christmas much, do you think? I think a lot of people know roughly what it is because in Chinese it's Sheng Dan. So yeah, I was going to ask you, what you does about, that mean, Sheng Dan? Uh, Sheng means saints. Saint. Okay. And that means birth. So the birth of a saint. So they do probably know it's some kind of religious holiday. Mm, yeah. Um, so do people, is it an, a national holiday then? Do people get a day off? No, but um, I know in certain foreign um, organizations, they give a day off. Like us at Chinese yes. Pod. <laughs> yeah. And I know like we do see some churches around Shanghai. Do mm. they have Christmas services? Mm, yes, they? they do. And a lot of them have like a three-day, four-day uh, service that rolls out and allows uh, the public to, to come in because there is that demand to celebrate Christmas in the um the most authentic quote-unquote mm. way. So oh. it's probably already also kind of interesting for people. So um, you're a Shanghai native. Mm. When did Christmas start to sort of like infiltrate China? How long ago? Maybe f 10 years ago, I would say. Yeah, that's really... Um, taken a large, quite a large scale in China. But I remember even when I was in 
like primary school, which is about fifteen years ago, we started to give each other cards, and for us, it was just something new, something foreign, and something fun. Interesting.、Mm. And、um, what about do you think in other smaller cities in China? Do you think that they also have any kind of Christmas sort of?、Mm, uh, I I don't know, and maybe second tier cities in China they do celebrate.、Um, there is a spectacle, as you said, going <laughs> on, but smaller cities I wouldn't expect that. But、not. again, I've never. Being to those cities on Christmas,、uh, so I wouldn't really know. So it's、mm. kind of interesting. I was thinking that、um, the world's so small now that Christmas kind of infiltrated China, and I was wondering, I wonder how long till Chinese New Year celebrations infiltrate the West? <laughs> oh, in Sydney, there's a large-scale celebration,、oh, mm. Chinese New Year, firecrackers and lion dancing, and、uh, you know the local Australians they celebrate Chinese New Year with the Chinese.、Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, the attitude is quite. Similar to how a lot of Chinese view Christmas, it's yeah, just it's a party of, time. Something interesting. Another、mm. another good reason to have a party. Actually,、yes. that's true. In Vancouver, there's a Dragon Boat Festival, and a lot of people I knew、ah. would go and enter it as well.、Mm. Wow, so interesting to know about all of our holidays. Thanks,、yes. Jenny, for letting us know. Merry Christmas. So maybe some of our listeners who live in other areas, other cities in China, can let us know how the Christmas situation is there. And if anyone would like to know some more Christmas vocabulary, of course, they can check out on ChinesePod.com. We have some lessons about Christmas as well. This question comes from Andrew from Duluth. <laughs> Never heard of it. It's in But, Minnesota. I've been there. Cool. But thankfully, Andrew has moved to Shanghai, and he says, "I'm new to Shanghai. What's the best way to meet people?" So Clay's a friendly guy, so I thought maybe I could invite him and ask him. And I'm also new to Shanghai myself. That's right. Well, we're all kind of newbies to here, right? So、I'm、it's kind of weird. Yeah, you're、I'm、the newest the of them all. <laughs> um. So Clay, how? I mean, you've got a lot of friends already, pretty much. Yeah. Right.、Um, I, I hear your, you know, your text message blinging around, <laughs> off、uh, and on. I owe it all. Well, when I came here, I did not know one single person. So this is、uh, the Andrew here has probably experienced something. Is he here already? <laughs> yeah, he's new to Shanghai.、Um, well, when I came here again, I didn't know a single person. So I used sports as a, a way, a vehicle to meet other people. So、um, I actually started. Before I even moved, I started looking for softball te-、uh, softball leagues, and、wow. so I found the team. Uh, ended up playing a game within the first week of being here,、mm. and it's all like expats and guys who you know obviously we share common interests. We're playing softball,、uh, you know, talking about baseball and sports and okay, but that's that easy、stuff. for you because you're like you have a baseball card and everything. But like, what if you're like lame at playing sports? Can you still join? You know, half our team is lame at playing sports. I'm going to tell them you said that. But it's and they're、uh, half of them are listeners. You better be careful. <laughs> Go Beavers! <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> they're called the Beavers. Oh my. Okay, so、um, but it's it's you know again half the guys probably never even played sports in high school and and but it's just a it's an excuse to get out on Sundays. Have a couple beers, play softball, bond. Yeah, you know, after the game, we go back to the bar and have a couple more beers. See, I always knew I should have taken Clay up on his offer to be the girl scorekeeper, <laughs> but I never did. We have fun. No, I could have had more friends. <laughs> it is a lot of fun, and all of my the majority of my friends stemmed from that. Oh.、Um, and not only that, I even found roommates through that, and it was a great social starting point. Hello, friends. This is Sarah Chung, a content creator for ChinesePod. Each week, we find new topics relevant to you and send them to your mobile device. 
Currently, we have over 4,000 lessons on the app covering a variety of topics. A huge thank you to all of our subscribers who make this amazing journey possible for all. If you are not a subscriber and you would like to try us out with no obligation, go to ChinesePod.com and start your free 30-day trial. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain, so sign up now. That's a good point, yeah, because it's, it is lonely, actually, when you yeah. just come here on your own. You don't know anyone. And it's new culture. And the city's huge. Mm. It's, it really is hard to find a place to live or find a roommate. Well, and, and for, for a guy, again, if, if sports aren't your thing, um, you know, at least in our culture, a lot revolves around bars and going, maybe going to, they have pool leagues and dart leagues. And so it's really easy to get out there and so in Shanghai, there's quite... Intermingle. Yeah, yeah. Easily, easy here. Okay, yeah. Actually, I know I have a friend. She also has a cat. And she said that there's like even this sort of group that does foster programs for cats. I think it's called like SCAA or something. Does she play folk guitar as well? <laughs> no, that's me. But I'm not a cat you lady. You a cat. No, I, I refuse the cats. I'm no cat lady. But she said, you know, you can meet people with common interests. And even like people, like of course... a cat club? What do you mean by I that? I don't know. It's like they foster care cats and stuff. I'm not, I'm not an animal person, so right. I don't know. No, but well, I think I'll, some people it turns their. I'll prank. let you hang out with the cat people. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't mine. I'm the book. I'm the nerd. So I was going to suggest. Well, this is more for local friends. But I met a, quite a few um, good friends, like in the library. You know, a lot of people just kind of go there and hang out, and they're all kind of bored anyways. And it's like easy people to still start do that? up a conversation. Well, you know why I like going is because people in the library. Well, there's like one month old copies of the New York Times and the, like L.A. Times and London Times in the library. I mean, it is a month You're old. You're talking about like coffee shops. Read. You're talking actual. No, the library. library. Yeah, it's fun. Hmm. It's it's really Tell me fun. How it is? Because I'll probably never walk in. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was never the scorekeeper on the baseball team. <laughs> Our worlds don't collide. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, and actually another huge way to meet friends, I think, is by joining a Chinese language class. Because, of yeah. course, you're going to um, run into a lot of other mm-hmm. foreigners with common interests. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Clay, now that's Shanghai. Shanghai's got tons of foreigners, right? And it is fun to have foreign friends. But if you really want to get in the culture, it's nice to have local friends. So what about when you lived in Hainan? That was probably a lot less foreigners there, right? It's funny because my world, even though I live in China, uh, or I lived in China then, it's completely different lifestyle. I can believe that because yeah. I think it would probably be On like the weekends, a totally Place. Only hanging out with you know Laowai friends, speaking English. No, it doesn't feel like anything like it did when I lived in uh, China before like mm. in Haiko. Uh, you know, I can go easily a solid day or two without seeing another foreigner. Uh, it was great for learning Chinese, but it's uh, it was just a different world. You know, I'm hanging out with Chinese friends and. Uh, you never use English, and it, again, it was great for that. Actually, I think honestly that, and no one has to ever worry about being lonely here because it's easy to make local friends, even if you're in a place with less foreigners. I think it's a lot easier in a place that is less of a large city. I think if yeah. you go in the smaller towns and away from the bigger city, they're very welcome to. I mean, they all want to meet foreigners and talk to you almost too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, people come up to you out of nowhere. Hey, how are you? Teach me English. Yeah, and you gotta talk like. To you. You gotta so, like ch- pick your friends wisely. Yeah. Otherwise, you have a billion friends. Mm. <laughs> pick the coolest ones. <laughs> but yeah. So how are your friends? Are they cool? I got the coolest friends. Like, really? Maybe one day I'll introduce you if they're I if you're met nice. Any of them? I think you're <laughs> making things up. <laughs> Here's another thing I know, at least for Shanghai and bigger cities, is that there's some free magazines around that come out every week, weekly magazines. Oh yeah. And if you look in the back, City Weekend. Yeah, like City here? Weekend mm. and that's Shanghai. A couple I'm others. I really looked at them, but well, in the back in the listings, there's tons. Like every night of the week. 
week, there's different, like, quite cool things to do. There's, like, book readings. There's, like, art gallery openings. There's, like... Do they, do they have any get-togethers for cat owners? Uh, get-togethers for cat owners. Awesome. Um, dog owners, probably, too. <laughs> Hamster, gerbil, I don't know, maybe. I saw things, different cultural exchanges and stuff like that. And honestly, there's what is, no what's shortage. What's cultural exchange? Well, you'll just have to go to one and find out, Clay. <laughs> so there's also... But there's actually a wealth of things. A wealth? Yes, ever? a wealth of things to do for people who want to. If you want, a and you know what? things? Yes, a plethora. Oh, and you know, you just might find that you become even more refined and interesting of a person after you left Shanghai. You wouldn't be Are some lonely boy at all. Are you to be more refined and interesting? Uh, this whole podcast was a hint to Clay to like try and get more interesting. <laughs> Stop telling me stories about baseball. <laughs> I don't tell you any stories. Softball, not baseball. Softball, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Clay, for all of your insightful insights. Anytime, Amber. That's it for this week's Dear Amber, the insider's guide to everything China. Don't forget, send any questions you have to Dear Amber at praxislanguage.com. And please go to the comments section of Dear Amber in the extras tab at chinesepot.com. We always love to hear from our listeners. And you can also uh, read what other people have to say on what we talked about on today's show. So we'll see you next time on Dear Amber. Shia Tzu Jian.